Look for the need in the organization and look for the need in your life. See where the two intersect and have the courage to do something about it. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Chaos and Rocket Fuel, the Future of Work podcast. This is the podcast that's all about the future of work and it's brought to you by Wanda. We are busy chatting to Robert Chan. He's the head of people analytics at City National Bank and my co-host Claire Haydar, who's the CEO at Wanda, um, is here with me today. Claire, tell me briefly, what is the topic of conversation with Robert today? So, Doug, in this third segment, we're essentially bringing the whole conversation that we've had with Robert over these three episodes together, and we're really looking into the practical applications. And the way we're having the discussion with Robert is we're actually splitting those practical applications up into two segments. So we're looking at this from a career perspective. So if somebody in a people function or a traditional HR function wants to move over into more a data analytics function, like what does that look? like because Robert's just gone through this move and vice versa if other people in finance like Robert want to make the move over into people what does that look like but then also very importantly we're looking at what skills Robert like very uniquely brings to this role um, which will help our broader audience you know the CEOs COOs chief people officers listening into this understand what they should be recruiting and hiring for if this is something that they want to start initiating and enabling inside their organizations thanks Claire let's head over to Robert and um, tie up this conversation if an individual wants to make this career move what do you believe is the number one starting point? And more specifically, in my mind, if I was to project into this and say what I believe it should be is it should be an ROI calculation. So did you go through an exercise like that with yourself where you actually said, how do I quantify the benefit that I'm bringing to the company? Yeah, it's a very good question, Claire. I would say that it's it's hard to quantify a specific ROI because a lot of the strategies and, and benefits that we bring to the table are very long term. A, it takes time for something to be implemented to be A, to be spread around, B, to be implemented and C, to see the effects of it. So it's difficult to say the specific ROI around this particular role. But I would say that if you're an institution that's interested in making investments for the future and um, being a, a data savvy and tech savvy and being forward thinking, then I think it's a role that that's very much in play. And do you believe that that's, you know, when you went through those difficult conversations with HR and your manager and that, do you believe it was that long-term view and that long-term investment that was essentially the green tick that they signed off on and said, yes, this does make sense from a competitive advantage perspective for us as an organization long-term? Yeah, I, I personally think so. I think that it's important. It's definitely a growth area. And I think that it's something that management had made the calculus to, to you know, before they gave the green light on this. And to go back to your other question, Claire, on how does someone get into this and what specifically, it depends on what the starting point is. So, if somebody is already in an analytics role, I think it's, you know, given that the right conditions exist in their organization, it's not as much of a jump. Let's say if somebody is uh, quantitative, I think that it's possible. I think that if someone's coming from HR specifically, but in a, in a different role, such as talent acquisition or HRBP or compensation or one of the more traditional HR roles, I would say that it's, it's doable too. 
So um, ideally, someone comes from that sort of a, a quantitative background or an HR background who wants to be more quantitative. But because the industry is still so new and fresh, like there's more room for people to get in from different backgrounds. So um, I think it's, it's a thing that if you want it enough, that uh, it, can, it can happen for you. It almost appears, Robert, as though it's, for you, it was a perfect storm. Everything seemed to fit in. You'd been within the same company. You had that seven years length of service. You were unhappy with your particular role. The situation in the world and the industry was just about perfect. There was the pandemic. The DAI portion was in place. You had a background in analytics, but you were interested in people. It's almost like it just seemed to come together and gel, which I thought is quite interesting. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. But the observation that I have on that, Doug, and, and naturally this is why I got Robert onto the call. Like, Robert, just to give you a bit of background, Doug was like, who is Robert? I've tried to do research around him. He's not like our other guests who there's a ton of information out there about them. And I was like, you'll understand exactly why I have him on this podcast when he comes on the podcast, because it's just such a fascinating story. For me, the piece is that you were able to identify the perfect storm. And I think, again, you know, like I highlighted the piece earlier about people early in their career, I think people later in their career don't identify the perfect storms happening around them because there's a lot of those happening for individual people where you have this like set of like, it's almost like in my mind, I see a Venn diagram, you know, and people don't bother to actually take the time to stand back and look at those Venn diagrams in their lives and actually see how things are intersecting and how it can be applied differently. And I think you did that. You did the work of taking that step back and actually looking at the perfect storm happening around you. Which leads us to the very last question that I have for you. And again, it's not so much a question as what it is an observation as well. And I'd like you to comment on this is I think you really do have a, what I would term a nerdy fascination with numbers and with data and looking at it in a unique way. And I think that uniquely positions you for this role. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, no, I, I would say that it's definitely not something that's unique to me. A lot of people in, enjoy uh, looking at data and looking at and, at numbers and so forth. I, I'd always been quantitative throughout a lot of my life, got a master's in statistics, right? So I think that says something there. Yeah, and I think that it, once again, like being in this role, not only was a perfect storm in terms of the world around me, but it was a perfect storm in terms of what I wanted too, because it was the mix, as I mentioned before, like what is something that I could be good at, but also I would also enjoy. And it was a mix of people and data and, you know, going into newer organization, I, you know, I didn't have many years of, for example, traditional compensation or talent acquisition experience. I mean, I did as a manager of my old team, but not within those functions specifically. So, you know, I figured that this, because it was a new role, it would be something that was a little bit more, had more white space and more leeway to go to. So that's another thing that I would say is that if you're trying to make a career move and you see a white space in a sense of need within your organization, it's much more likely for you to make that jump versus going into a more traditional role that has a lot of folks in it because you know something that we touched upon earlier is is making a transition at a more senior level and you know I'm at a fairly senior level at my organization and so for me to make that type of transition it's less likely than somebody perhaps at a more junior level but 
something that I wanted to to make, and I was able to 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 do that. So. I like that. It's it's powerful what you've just said. There is look for the white space. Yeah, that's the takeaway for me. Yeah, look for the need in the organization. Look for the need in your life. See where the two intersect, and have the courage to do something about it. I could have done nothing. Had this all in my head and done nothing about it, and I'd you know still be in my old role perhaps. But I, I, I chose to take a risk and have difficult conversations and know if you don't take any risk, then you're not going to get any, nothing's going to change and every day is going to look like the last. So, you know, I think that that's, that's an important takeaway too. So Robert, I've got four very short, quick answer questions for you. Briefly, give me the elevator pitch. Tell me about your childhood. I grew up as a child of immigrants in uh, Los Angeles, bilingual. I speak, uh, besides English, I speak different dialects of Chinese. And uh, I'm an only child. So I think that all of those things color my childhood in a, in a good way. I had a happy childhood and very fortunate childhood. What is the view right outside your door? Another more residential uh, buildings. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. let me pipe in. How far are you from the ocean? Oh, very far. So I, even though I live in LA, I don't live in LA. Where are you in LA? I'm on the east side of LA, uh, an area called uh, the San Gabriel Valley. I'm very far from your beach as well. Uh, (laughs) But you're close to another beach. I am close to another beach in Cape Town, yes. Robert, number three, what are you finding really challenging right now? You know, I think that we live in a difficult time, really. I mean, the world is coming out of a pandemic. I think that's challenging from the perspective of, you know, mental health. I think that people are suffering in, in different ways. Uh, you know, there's the news of, of, of shootings across the country. You know, as an Asian American, I'm very aware of, of Asian hate that's going on. So I think that it's a lot of, a lot of these things that are challenging at this time, but I think we, you know, just no, no choice but to continue and persevere. And lastly, what are you learning at present? In my spare time, I take courses. So I, I actually take online courses. So what I mentioned earlier about learning, you know, these these I've, I've taken Python courses and other such courses. I took a course on aging, for example, as I get older. Something oh, that's interesting. More it's more, <laughs> that's it's more on my mind. Yeah, and aging yeah. and uh, how to how to slow it down <laughs> because I, I love life. So, Robert, you absolutely are an outlier guest on this podcast, but. I had to share the story of yours because it's a really powerful story. It's really, it's necessary in the time that we find ourselves in. And the fact that, you know, I'm really happy you raised it at the end because it is so relevant. You're Asian American. Your whole entire race has been the brunt of this pandemic. And that's why it's even more relevant to me. You've lived through the storm and you've taken this opportunity and you're just like flipping it around. And I just, I love that. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Claire. Thank you so much for your time, Robert. Absolutely. Thank you both, uh, Doug and Claire, for your time, for this opportunity to speak to your audience about this. I'm very passionate about about this topic. So if anybody would like to learn more, they can feel free to reach out to you to get my, my email uh, and I can talk. I'd be willing to talk about it some more. And that is the end of episode 79 and our time together with Head of People Analytics at City National Bank, Robert Chan. If you found this podcast of value, then please share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch us on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts or on Wonders website, wndyr.com. From Claire and myself, bye for now.